a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerX.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, Las Vegas wrap up. Oh my God, so much to talk about. And uh, we'll get right to it from Osborne's crazy ride to Eli Tomac and Ryan Dungey. Lots to talk about. We'll get right into this podcast right away. But first, flyracing.com, official gear of Weston Pike, Trey Kennard, Millsaps, Baggett, Benny Bloss, and more. Go to flyracing.com and check them out. Uh, they got much more than gear also. Uh, they're, but their 2017 and a half kinetic mesh has been launched. Their 2018 stuff will be out down the road. They got mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. Check out flyracing.com for all their hard parts, from stands to levers to tie-downs and all that kind of stuff. It's great. And we really appreciate the folks from Fly Racing for, for coming on. And uh, let's get right into Las Vegas and all that went down. First up on the line, my boss at RacerX Online, the Jason Wygant. Yeah. Oh, so much to talk about. So much to talk about. Um, By far, this is the best three-week stretch of races and podcasts ever. I don't, I'm not prepared to say it was the best season ever or the best race ever. Yeah, I, I mean, there's yeah. many arguments you could make in any direction, but three races to end the season with this drama, that's got to be unprecedented. It, it is. It is. And also on the line uh, from flyracing.com, former top privateer, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Just, uh, just got back home, ready to uh, sort this thing out. I flew back on where uh, this is Monday morning, so I've been, uh, I've been in the in the lion's den of Vegas for the past uh, 48 hours trying to think this thing through. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Um, first up, though, everybody, please subscribe to RacerX online. There's things there. Subscribe to RacerX magazine. I mean, you can do it online. And go on there and uh, get the magazine. There's plenty of things in the magazine each and every week. Well, all of it that you'll never read online. Uh, different angles, different thoughts, different cool stories. Right, right Wygant? Yeah, just this issue right now. I put to bed a... Uh... Big interview with Tony Alessi, Confessions of a Mini Dad, uh, where he basically regrets many things that they've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty shocking. You will not read that online. Got to get the mag. And also a day in the life with their Rockstar Husky team back in uh, Detroit. Yeah. Which is a gnarly night for them. Osborne crashed in the first turn. There's a point lead. Uh, uh, it's pretty good. And, pretty good and, story. I, if and, I don't say so myself. And when you embedded yourself with them, you said, hey, guys, like, I'm going to. Uh what don't you want me to write about or what, what can't, you know, what, you know, cause they're, they're doing you a favor. They're letting you embed with their team. So in return, you're going to be like, Hey, is there anything that, you know, I can't write about or can't rent say, and Bobby Hewitt said, Nope, go ahead. Right. Yeah, he did. He's like, we don't care. And as he said to the three of us many times, like our door is always open. Our door is open for anyone all the time. Doors so, open. Doors open. They, they weren't kidding. I said, I'm like, 
honestly, we don't normally do this, but if you want to review the thing uh, before I turn it in to make sure there's not proprietary uh, insider info on bikes or something that you can't link it out, they're like, nah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, awesome. So go, please subscribe to the magazine, people, or we won't do these pods anymore. We'll just stop. That'll be it. That's right. No more pods. How would you like that? Would you think that's fun? Go ahead and subscribe. It's cheap, too. It's, it's not that much money. Um, all right. I don't know where to start with Osborne oh. Savachi or the Tomac Dungey battle. I don't know where to start. JT, where do you want to kick this pod off with? Let's do it in the order that the uh, the folks at AMM Feld have given it to us in uh, 251st. All right. Okay. So the 250 East-West shootout. One one thought to my mind, never stop doing these. Add them some more. Right? I, I guess, although yeah, I, that's exciting, but honestly, it wasn't because of East-West. That was just coincidence. No, but I'm saying it's awesome anyways, regardless of what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal right. deal. Yep. So, so keep these up, Feld, and don't listen to the teams that cry and whine and moan and everything else. Um, Adam Cincerillo wins, which is great. Fantastic. He won Daytona. And he won the East-West shootout, so that's the two races that you want to win. Justin Hill second, Plessinger third. And I guess that's a wrap, huh, JT? That was that was it? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, – I mean, the craziest thing in this whole deal was nobody cared about the race at the front. No, None. No. Like, zero. Like, I was watching, and, and Adam was out front, and, you know, Adam's had so many trials and tribulations over his 250 career thus far. And that was a, that was a huge story in itself for Adam. And it was just kind of like I would look over and I'm like, oh yeah, he, he's doing great out there. And then I would get right back into you know what <laughs> what really mattered. Um, but didn't we call this though? We called the the weirdo winner like Davalos or Adam yeah. or mm-hmm. just something completely strange that nobody expected. Yeah, yeah, um, you're right. That that was something we did talk about. Yeah, it would just be this nutty race. <clears throat> Remember, Andrew Short won it. You know, um, Nathan Ramsey won it one year. So all these things kind of happen. Tyler um, Bowers, Ryan Sipes. Yeah, I mean it's. It's been all over the place. Okay, so Savachi, absolute Joey Savachi. First up, gate drops. Osborne goes down in the first turn. He had a he went down the first turn in the heat race. Race back to eighth, sixteenth gate pick. I'm like, ah, it's gonna be tough, but he can do it. The start's pretty fair. He was right by the box, so we had some room to move, so that was okay. But uh, Joey Savachi won the heat. Jordan Smith was good as well, and they were coming around and. Osborne fell in the first turn, and Smith was first up. Smith was ahead of Savachi, correct? If, if uh, early on. No, Savachi was second, but fell. Uh, yeah. The beginning of okay. the, I guess second lap, so to speak. Yep. So Savachi yeah. fell again. Something that we've seen him do time and time again. Smith's now mm-hmm. looking perfect. Jordan Smith is going to be your champion. He jumps off the track at one point. Uh, on a sort of a, a routine section, and then I think the very next time around, he absolutely wads on that on that straightaway coming into the stadium off the ski jump and breaks a handlebar and breaks a foot peg, and Jordan Smith is out of it. But at this point, Joey Savacci, I mean, he's got it on lock. I mean, JT, there's no way that it was about three laps maybe before the end, before you even started thinking that Savacci was going to lose this thing if anybody was going to win, it was going to be Adam up front. Well, let's you know talk about how Joey was riding. And first, if he doesn't crash the first time, it's over. Uh, he was you know kind of by himself before Jordan crashed. Before any of that, he fell over on his own. You know, just tipped over, but he lost a ton of time doing it. 
Then when he got up, I mean, he just didn't ride well. I mean, look at the guys that were passing him. I, and I, I won't take anything away from guys like Plessinger and those guys. Like, they're obviously super legit. So them, those guys passing Joey, okay, it is what it is. But then when you're getting, you know, shuffled further and further back and Dakotas is going by, and at one point McAdoo was coming for him, that's uh, that just can't happen. You know, you – I don't want to say that you have to put in the uh, some clutch performance, but you have to at least ride to your ability or somewhere near it. And I mean, at the end of this, at the end of this whole thing, once it's all said and done, he kind of just didn't do it. He didn't make it happen. And and there's a lot more to it with Zacho and the crash and then Jordan crashing and all that. But really when I, my biggest takeaway of all this is, is Joey just kind of didn't ride the way he needed to ride to make it, to make it happen. And it, to win a championship, you, you have to come up, you know, I'm not even going to say come up big because he you're, didn't, he didn't have to come up big. He just had to ride normally. You're dancing around it. And I like Joey and he maybe listens to this and hates me. He choked. He choked. Well, it's yeah, and, unbelievable. And like, I mean, I think everybody choked a little bit. Jordan choked. He crashed big on a weird spot. No one else crashed there all weekend that I saw. Yeah. And he has one of the biggest crashes of the night on a jump that nobody else crashed on all weekend, you know, all day. So I would say Jordan choked. He jumped off the track, you know, that one time that was a, another kind of a choke, a weirdo deal. Um, and then Zacho, I don't really know. I don't really blame him on the start by any means, but his heat race was kind of a choke. You know, he terrible jump and then crashed in the first turn. Um, so they were kind of all over the place. They were all a bit of a mess. But really, you could you could just see the nerves in Joey's riding. He just he didn't do it. It's amazing because this is a guy won plenty of races before. He was in a title hunt last year with Cooper Webb. He led the nationals last year for half the season, won outdoor races. Unlike him to do this in my mind, Weech, do you agree? Like I I I, I can see some kid first time melting down like this. I get it. Didn't think Joey would. I know we've talked about these strange crashes, but I didn't think Joey would be capable of what he what happened. Yeah, obviously. And he last year he came in and he won it. You know, he had to win it in a mud race, and he went out there and did it. So I hate to lend credence to what we talked about last week with Tomac, but if you just compare Vegas for him last year and this year, he was in the reverse situation of I've got nothing to lose, I just have to win. Cooper's got to get the points. And then this year, he was the one in that position. I don't have to win. Uh, I mean, Osborne was the one in the nothing-to-lose position because he was down on the ground. And the other two just needed to bring it home. And time and time again, when the guys get in the I-just-have-to-bring-it-home situation, it's just a riding style and a race strategy they're so not used to ever doing. Like 99.9% of any race they're ever in, the strategy is get the start, go balls out to the checkered flag. And then when you get into this just-don't-crash mode, uh, it is totally different, clearly, than uh, yeah. than what he dealt with last year when it was all on him. So, and I don't say that Tomac dealt with that last week. I still refuse to believe that because he did go balls out, go to the front, get the lead, and try to win it, just like he had been doing every other week. But no, for Savaggi, there was no need to win the race, and that's weird. No, I heard on TV that it was the red plate. Oh. It was the pressure. That's what I heard. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I know. Well, we got plenty to talk about in the 450s. But um, for Savaggi, to me, yeah. the difference in last year, he was the hunter. This year, he just needed to finish, it's, and that was just weird, and then they crash, and I start panicking, and it turns to disaster. It's amazing. And when before McAdoo went off the track, he was all over Joey. If McAdoo yeah. passes Joey, the champion is Cincerillo. 
<laughs> and we, yes. we, we'd been joking with Adam about, oh, yeah, man, you got a really shot at this or whatever. And I'm like, hey, one of the guys, you can eliminate one of the guys right away, Adam. And he's like, how? I'm like, take a fork leg from the truck and knock Joey out. I'm like, there's one, there's one guy gone. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. amazingly, Adam was so close to winning it. As it was, he lost it by two points. Well, what happened, we, we posted on Racer X all the scenarios, and good on uh, Chase Fallow, my right-hand man, to actually look into what it would take for Cincerello to win it. I mean, no one was thinking about that. No. But he did do the math. So we posted a paragraph of, I think it soon as it have to get worse than 11, Safaji 9th or worse, and Osborne 10th or worse. That's what would need to happen. Mm-hmm. So AC screenshots that and then sends it to us and says, ha, 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 can you imagine this happening? Like, yeah. even he knew there's, I'm out. Uh, there's no chance that all three dudes are going to finish basically out of the top ten. And you're right. It came down to Cameron McAdoo, and that's exactly your point, JT. Shivachi should not have to ever worry about Cameron McAdoo, who's in his fifth professional Supercross. Or catching him. Or Jimmy D catching Savachi like no problem and let and dropping him. Now, I didn't watch, like, yeah, the race up front, I didn't watch too much. Did Mel Ross pass him? Or did Mel no, Ross Mel Ross, Mel Ross, yeah, no, Mel Ross was running third forever, I guess, off that first-turn yeah. start. Okay. Uh, no, Hayden got you right up there. So, okay, okay, but uh, yeah, he got passed by Jimmy D, and he almost got passed by McAdoo. And at that point, it's pretty obvious. You know, I can debate the what happened at Tomac last week forever, but I don't feel there's much debate what happened here. Man, I, again, I, I, I didn't think Joey Savacci would throw it away. Like, like I, I think like Osborne rode incredible, phenomenal. He was the best rider all year in that class. There's no doubt. Joey lost this as much or more than Zach won it. Do you know what I mean? We've seen Joey just rack up podiums, rack up wins, and all he had to do was just ride 90% of what he's used to, take a fifth or whatever it was. He, he didn't even need to you know, get on the box, and this thing is his easily. So all the praise to Zach for doing what he did. Incredible performance. But Joey gave it away. He gave it away. And that's amazing. I really didn't think that that would happen. I figured, again, I could see somebody, some kid or some first-timer, but gee whiz, Joey's got experience. He, he's on a great team. He's got a great bike. And, man, the things, JT, that must have been going on in his head around, you know, lap uh, 13, 12, 13, when he knew, like, he could see Osborne coming and he was – thinking of the title, and, and just, oh, God, the things that was going on in his head. Yeah, I wonder I wonder how aware he was. Usually you have a pretty good idea of of who's coming and, and the points, and but you've got to think with the the positions they were in, they were, what, 7th, 8th, ninth, you know, during that race, 6, 7, 8, 9, or whatever. Um, does he know that AC's out front pushing the pace and – putting him in danger of losing this title. Yeah, that, that's my biggest question because once he knows Zach's there, then it's kind of just racing, and Zach was, Zach was on such a tear that I don't think Joey really could do much about it other than just try to go faster. The more interesting thing would be, the, like you said, the psychological side and the information side to where he's trying to play these scenarios out with the mechanics trying to relay that info to him, you know, because it's all changing. It's all fluid. As, as AC's winning, Joey's moving backwards, their points are changing, and then Zach's coming. So he's trying to, he's trying to game plan and, and strategize how to do all this when he, you know, he's kind of falling apart at the same time in his own riding yeah. and his lap times are slipping. And 
I just, like you said, I just can't even imagine oh, the, the thoughts are running through his head. Um, but I'd like to know how much information that, that he was getting from his pit board to, to kind of help him, you know, process all those thoughts. I, uh, look, this is not anything close to the same, but I won a championship in the B class back in the day in Manitoba, and I was winning the class pretty handily for the most part. And, but I broke my arms. So I missed some races, so I was I went to the last round to to clinch this title. And again, this is nothing near it. And I kind of, I guys were passing me that I couldn't beat, and I hung on for the title. The guy who got second won the race, and I finished like fourth, something I hadn't done all year. But JT, have you had anything like that? Like I remember thinking, like I, what's going on here? Like I can't ride right now. Have you ever have anything like that, even at Hard Rock or like anything kind of situation like that? Um, the only time I've ever stressed about stuff like that was, uh, like if you're in the last spot of a qualifier or anything like that, um, well, I mean, that, a, that was when it got tough because for a title, you, were, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, it was never on that level, yeah. but my riding, I definitely got tight and choked, you know, was like having a hard time just doing what <laughs> right. I needed to do. Um, so I know what he was feeling mentally, you know, it's, it's on a different level, but as far as the riding and not being able to ride you know, to your ability and ride yeah. tight. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody that's raced professionally has felt that. Um, okay, so, Weege, any problem with Osborne's pass on Joey? Nope. Me neither. JT? No. No. I, no. I mean, again, this is the world we live in in 2017, but people are angry about that pass. And, and, and there, were, there were passes like that all night in that same spot. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it was a little more dramatic because the bars locked and Joey's hand uh, hit the throttle, you know? So it was right. like an explosion, kind of like Craig's move on Amart that really wasn't that big of a deal, but Amart wasn't expecting it. He hits the throttle, and, like, it goes horribly wrong um, for, 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 for Amart. But, um, well, I, I, think the, you know. I think the biggest difference, sorry to jump in there, but I think the biggest difference is that Joey didn't back out of it because he knew he couldn't. Yeah. You know, typically in that spot, you know, you're going to let the guy have it because you know you he's got the he's got the line. But Joey, with everything on the line, can't he can't let go there. You know, like he has to commit and just be like, no way, I'm not. You know, I'm not giving you the spot here. And that that's why I think you know you saw the bars get ripped out and all that because in any normal situation, just like Ryan Dungey and Eli Tomac did, you know, ten minutes yeah. later, you have to give you know you basically have to give it up there. He he slammed. He won the title with one turn left. One turn to go. Unbelievable. <laughs> like, the charge he came, and all Joey had to do was get through those whoops, make the left, go inside on the finish, and it's over. Zach's only hope was blitzing the whoops, and Joey, again, wasn't hitting them well. And I don't know. Weege, the, uh, the Cali guys were a little upset about the pass, and I, and I get it. But you can't be upset about that pass. You can't be. It wasn't even a T-bone. It was a, it was a nice block pass that you know was aggressive. But and we'll get to that on the Tomac side of things. But dude, that was you know what I what the cat did in New York was dirty and you know unbelievably dirty. And and that's not the way to, to pass and, and and hope hope for the best. But nothing wrong with this. So I get they're mad, but man, I don't know what you can do. Well, here's the issue that we're dealing with now. The big picture is. It all keeps going back to these inconsistent penalties all year. And they have, to use the cat analogy, uh, the, the cat's out of the bag. Like once they started, once Christian Craig got this, or once Osborne and AC got into it in practice and got that, 
once all these different okay, so they arbitrarily decided the cat got the last gate pick last week in the LCQ, right? Yeah. But what did Josh Grant get for? I mean, last week with Josh Grant and Mookie, it was a takeout. Yeah. That was a takeout. It was 100%. Any anyone, even Josh Grant himself, I'm sure would tell you, I was just trying to take him out. He got nothing. So once you get all over the map with this, now you're basically asking, and I've been saying this all year, now you're asking the referees to make the decision. I mean, back in the yeah. Duke Finch days, they never did anything to anyone. So it was fine because you ne- there were, at least you knew there would never be a judgment call made. They would never do anything. But now that dudes have lost points or gate picks or been fined, they've done everything. If you're Cowie, you almost have a legit reason to complain and well, try to argue your case I, and hope they reverse and say that uh, Osborne cheated or took him out and needs to be penalized. Why not try? Yeah, but the, the cat pass, the Josh Grant pass, the Christian Craig on Alex Martin, those were all worse, in my opinion, than Zach's pass on Joey. I agree, but once you've already established that you're inconsistent, yeah. now you might as well just roll the dice. Yep. And it, it, they're, they're going to make wacko decisions, pardon the pun, so you might as well try it. So, And the one argument they had, I don't know exactly what the wording is, they're so, saying Zach was on probation from the practice incident with Cincerillo. Uh, I, I thought they just got written warnings. I don't know if that was probation, but I could uh, be incorrect. Yeah, no, tried to get all that today, but I couldn't get a hold of Zach. I wanted to know it, specifically if it was probation, but and I tried it, to go to the AMA truck, but they were actually in there talking to Zach for like an hour after the. Yeah, was there an official? Was there an official protest? I heard there was, but yeah, I believe there was. I just yep. know that when I went over to the AMA truck, I, actually we had to get some stuff out of there that we need. That the truck is switching over to the Nationals. Mm-hmm. So I was only over there with some of the other uh, Racer X guys who needed some stuff out of it. And they're like, we can't get in because Osborne and Hewitt are in there. So I knew something was going down. Yeah. Um, but, but whatever. You, you, and look, I want to qualify this. It's not like the Cowie guys are pissed at Osborne's pass. All of them, I'm sure, would agree, hey, a lot of this is on Joey. Just don't get caught. Don't fall down. Same thing with Tomac being mad about Moosecan pulling over last week. Tomac was sure to point out he was not happy about that, but he also admitted it's his own fault for having some bad races. He did not blame the entire season on Moosecan, and I'm sure the Cowboy guys are not blaming everything on Osborne's past. Obviously, Savachi has a lot of you know blame on his own shoulders, but once we start having these rando penalties, of course, now they're going to ask for random penalties every week. Yeah. No. Why not? I wouldn't be surprised to see some changes in the officiating next year. I really wouldn't. Um, and we'll see what happens with that. Seems to be an all-time discontent among uh, among the teams and riders. Yep. Um, um, and we'll see what happens. Um, JT Bruce Bernstein wanted to light that truck on fire <laughs> on Saturday night. So mad at Gallagher and everyone at the AMA and everybody and I mean just because they're mad about Savacci's last week. They're mad about Osborne in practice with Cincerillo. They're mad about Marvin moving over. They're mad about Osborne's pass. <laughs> they frame this as we keep getting the short end of the stick. And I think well, each incident, you could say, it is a do, vacuum. Do you, do you each think? Each incident is different. But they keep getting the losing end. You think Monster took it out on me at the after party? You think? Do you think we can, <laughs> yeah. Um, we cannot say that they're picking uh, penalties based on helping no, the rider. No, That's definitely true. not. But JT, no. in the end, and again, this isn't going to make Mitch Payton. Happy or Kawasaki, but in the end, JT, the best rider won this title, and I, I will fight anybody who says otherwise. Yeah, I, I mean, I the fastest guy won. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to it, and and we can we'll circle back to this 
this very sentence in our 450 discussion. But in this case, in this scenario, the fastest guy won the 250 East Coast title. I, I would agree with that. Coming from the ba- coming from 10th or 12th in, in, in New York to win, coming from dead last this weekend in a in a combined field, uh, having a front brake issue, a front wheel issue in Detroit, and coming from way back, um, four wins. Next guy had two. He's the fastest guy. He really was. Yep, can't argue it. Weege. Yeah, he was, and I, we felt that going in, and it didn't change coming out of it. Mm-hmm. One other point I want to make here is, I mean, that was a movie script ending, right, that it would come down to. Unbelievable, like said, yes. Literally one turn was left, um, and he was down on the ground. Not just down on the ground, but the bikes were locked in Mendoza, Dakota, Alex. Uh, being in that building and seeing that all unfolding, it was, I mean, it was like nothing else, like, Everybody knew, everybody in the building was smart enough to be watching, you know, seventh place and not just being like, so some guys in the lead and some, everybody knew what was going on and everyone could see it coming like, oh my God, he might catch him. And what if he does? He also had to pass Mel Ross on the last lap. Also, he had to get through him. It was incredible. Yeah. And then and Mitchell Harrison passed Osborne back. Mitchell Harrison said, oh no, oh no, Zacho, yeah. no title for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, good on them. I, I like when guys race. Don't, yeah. don't move over. I was very but, pissed uh, off about that. Why were you pissed off? Dude, get out of the way. No, don't get out of the way. It's a race. You're in 10th place. You're, you know damn well what's going on. And, you know, like, he, he passed you. He's better than you. Sorry, sorry, Mitchell. Uh, Zach Osborne's a lot better than you. <laughs> so that's just, uh, that's just life. Life's hard sometimes. No. Don't go in and blast him in the turn and try to insert yourself into a title fight. That, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I disagree. He didn't blast him in the turn. He, he did. He, I mean, he went in knowing that Zach was going by. He knows Zach's faster than him. He watched him catch him. Like, you know when people are catching you. Yeah. He passes you, so you try to then, you know, like, what, what are you going to hold him off the rest of the race? Give me a break. <laughs> I disagree, <laughs> Weege, right? Are you... If it's the last yeah, lap, okay, you, like, you want to beat him, you think you can hold him off to the finish, but it wasn't. Like, you're not going to beat him the rest of the race. So, I mean, if, if you know, I just don't, I don't think that people should insert themselves into championship scenarios like that. If, if the guy's going by you, like, you know, whatever race him, if you can beat him, beat him, but don't go in there and, and get rough with him, you know, in the middle of, you know what's at stake. Well, he did. Zach ended up touching the tough blocks. Like, he did end yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. He knocked the tough um, block over because well, of Harrison. Marty got out of the championship fight right away. Marty got okay. out of it right away. I'm done. I'm going to wash the front end here, and I'm going to be check. I'm going to check out of this, guys. So. Did he not even finish? I, I was no, he finished. no, he finished. He did. But. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my, uh, I, I picked up a gig for the weekend. I was a spotter at Vivo. <laughs> The Czar Motocross Bevo 40 was not there. So I um, was in charge of, I joined the TV crew for the weekend. I've done this once or twice before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's interesting. The way this basically works, I'll try to be as quick as I can. They have cameras, obviously, actually, you know, following the racing like you see on TV. They always have an extra camera watching the leader at all times. So if they're showing a battle for second and the leader crashes, they'll have the footage. And then we have an additional camera to try to catch anything else of interest that might be happening. So I was in charge of that camera and telling that cameraman who to follow. So when Osborne went down in the first turn, I'm like, well, we'll just keep the camera on Osborne the whole race. So that's basically all I was seeing. And, dude, even with three laps to go, maybe even two, he had no chance. No. He was so far behind. It, Joey was hitting the triple. The Joey, Joey was I'm hitting like, the triple. when tri- is he yeah. going to get in this? Yeah. Joey was hitting the triple, 
uh, out coming into the stadium, the left-hander, and then the left again to the next triple. And Zach was coming into the stadium for late in the race, late in the race. And, yeah. and, and that's where I was thinking Joey could see Je- – maybe a lap later, Joey could look over on that triple and see Zach right there, you know. Um, but uh, you know what? Hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not a fan of RC. I don't know if you guys – I know I've not really said much about really? that before. Oh. But props to Ricky for calling it like it was when it came to his guy, Joey Savacci, in the race. Mm-hmm. You know? He, he, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you never know. We'll get to some of that stuff. But, like, yeah, props on that end of things for saying, man – it's riding tight, pressure's getting to him, you know. So, part of me is wondering. Uh, Emig and uh, Carmichael took a lot of heat for not really calling Chad Reed out at all, and and almost not wanting to identify him doing what he did in St. Louis. They didn't really even want to explain it, let alone have a, a claim on it. Um, I wonder if Carmichael's like, yeah, I got to be a little more opinionated here. I can't do that again and just kind of be noncommittal. Because he was, uh, you know, he's adamant last week, whether you like it or not, saying that he thought uh, Tomac, the pressure got to him. I mean, he made his opinion obvious. That's all we so, want when we're watching a screen. Yeah, that's all we want. That's all, that's yeah, you're, I mean, dude, he's won these titles. He certainly is entitled to his opinion. Just give it to him. Um, and he did. Good for um, him. Oh, but hold on here. We got hold on. I agree, Weech. And oh, hey, and by the way, JT, uh, Justin Hill and Plessinger got second and third. I don't know if you're aware of this at all, because I I really wasn't. <laughs> so Hill and yeah, Plessinger. I, uh, I I knew where Justin Hill was because I was interested to see if he would go up and chase try to chase down AC. Um, I I didn't know if that was another part of it. Does does Justin Hill know what his influence could be on this title? Because think about if McAdoo gets Savachi there. And then Hill go, catches AC for some reason. He could have taken the title. He could have been the the spoiler yep. for AC and giving yep. it back. You know, there were yep. just so many, yep. so many variables that were all moving lap to lap. But dude, and then with Plessinger, I honestly, until you said it at the beginning of the show, I had no idea he got third. <laughs> I know, right? He passed late. I had no clue. I think, I think he got. I think he got. And Oldenburg rode well to come up. Oldenburg charged, uh, and I think Plessinger got third late in the race. Um, but yeah, good job by those guys. Um, yep. No idea. Yeah, the Not, following yeah, riders. I was on a truth. I had no idea he got third. Yeah. yeah, the following riders I did not see one time in the main event. Now, my, <laughs> and my situation was different. Like I yeah. said, I, I almost had to watch Osborne the whole time right. as a paid gig. And then, obviously, I wanted to see where Savachi and AC were. But I did not ever see Oldenburg, Plessinger, Hill, or Ferrandis, which I think was the rest of the top five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no clue. Um, no, Never even looked at them one time. Well, JT, I tweeted this yesterday. Uh, if you're going to win two races and not the title, if you're a 250 guy, the shootout and Daytona, and that's what Adam Cincerillo did. So, I mean, we'll see what he does outdoors. But, uh, yeah, the kid's looking good. He's, he's, you know, knock on wood still. I th- I'm not 100% saying, like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he's well on his way to a great career. Uh, I'm not there because of all the injuries he's had. But for right now, two wins. Uh, after a year and a half away from Supercross, the kid's, uh, the kid's on track. He's back on track. Yeah, and he he was firing all day. You know, we had some texts flying around about how good he looked. Um, so to, for him to win the main event was not a shock by any means. Um, but he's certainly back on the on the trajectory of where he was. You know, pre-injury. Or I well, guess pre-injuries, plural. Uh, hold on though. Uh, no, someone at Racer X tweeted that Cincerillo was doing death laps, and they would be unable to keep those death laps up for the uh, main event. I believe yeah, it was not it repeatable, capital N-O-T, not repeatable in the main event. Not repeatable. You're wrong. Yeah. Yes. I, I didn't see it that way. Uh-huh. When I watched him, he looked he looked uh-huh. in control. Uh, you know, anytime you're doing, 
your heater in practice, it's, it's not at a sustainable pace. I, I'm on board with that. But there's a difference between putting heaters in, which you see Eli and these guys doing just, you know, crazy fast laps. That's, that's past race pace. Everyone is, but that's consistent for everyone. You yeah. know, my, my race pace wasn't as good as my qualifying lap, and they were both terrible, but that's irrelevant for this combo. But I didn't see Adam out of control. I just saw him yeah. feeling really confident and comfortable on the track. Well, he, uh, he read it. Hmm. Wasn't so pumped on uh Yeah, yeah, then that was his argument, which was fair. He's like, no one can repeat those laps. And I'm like, okay, then you're admitting I was right. It was actually me that said that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but that's everybody. And I'm like, but you're still admitting it. So we, <laughs> so I guess, it was I like mean, a, I was wrong. He did. He won the main event. So it I'm was wrong. a, it was a complete, was it was a complete nod. Nobody had a win there. It was just a draw. It was ex, it was battleship, and no one could figure it out. So, um, well, we were on the verge of having to actually find the tape. We were in the pro circuit truck and actually find the tape of the lap and then judge it. But of course. Mathis and I would not be cool at all and anything. I mean, every corner. Oh, dude, that was so sketch. Every jump. Oh, dude, you looked out of control. Like, we just kept hammering him. Uh, and that was right before he said, when do you go give Zach Osborne his hand job? Now or later? <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's I'm like, right. I'm this, like, this kid. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. And this is all under the guise of me telling um, Jordan Smith last week that he's my guy. Because Jordan, Jordan and I have been growing down this year. You know, good. Mm-hmm. We're building a rapport. Didn't really know him that well before this year. And I'm like, I think you're one of my guys now, or I think you're my guy now. Whatever I said, and then I picked Osborne to win the final in uh, something on the website this week. So then he screen grabs that and sends it to me. I'm your guy, huh? Yeah. So the whole it was it you was can. an amazing matchup. Yeah, you can never win. You can never win. Um, all yeah. right. Anything else on 250s at all? Do we move on? Anything else? All right. Uh, listen to this commercial from uh, uh, Race Tech and Michelin Starcross 5 here on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. We'll be right back to talk about 250s where I got a feeling I'm going to start yelling at somebody. Stick around. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on Racer X. I want to talk to you a little bit about Race Tech. The folks at Race Tech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right. If, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Race Tech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Race Tech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department, experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Fault Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech. Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. 
enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. Welcome back. Fly Racing Racer X Podcast presented by uh, Alpine Star. Yeah, I can say that now. Alpine Stars. I forgot to say at the beginning. I don't have any text to read from them, but Alpine Star protects. Yeah, how's that? All right. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Steve Mathis, uh, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas. Las Vegas Supercross trying to recap all of that nuttiness. All right, 4.50 time, man. Um, Anderson won. Tomac <laughs> got second. Josh Grant, first podium in, uh, I think, three years? Do we have a stat Since on that? 2012. 2012. New Orleans. Jeez. That was on the Jeff Ward-Cowie team, right? Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dungey gets fourth. Dungey wins the title. Um, the move over from last th- – and thank God, by the way, those three points Marv gave him did not come into effect because oh. we, I don't know if we yeah. would have heard the end of this thing. Now, we all watched the race. I'm kind of not okay with what Tomac did. Like, I don't – I don't – I'm not I'm not saying, like, oh, he should burn the steak. But we just finished talking, Weege, about – all the penalties this year, all the inconsistencies, all the rough riding, all the practice incidents. I'm 100% fine with Tomac going through the first time, passing Dungey and taking the lead. The second, the third time he let Dungey by and tried to tee him up. And again, for the record, none of it was dirty. It was all aggressive racing, just like Osborne. So none of these pass attempts were dirty. Oz- Tomac could have T-boned Dungey and knocked him down if he chose to. But I'm thinking, so, okay, Eli, on the fourth or fifth time that you let Dungey by and you go in for an aggressive pass and you knock him down, this is just going to be okay with everybody? Like KTM and DeCosta are going to go, oh, that sucks, we lost the title. And the FIM and AMA are going to go, what a race. No problems here. <laughs> like, like, I get what he was doing. I get what Tomek was doing. I get what he was trying to do. The end result, had Dungey gone down, was not going to be acceptable to the other people, and we would have another shit show on our hands. So that's where I stand. The strategy, I get it, but to me, that wasn't going to work. It just wasn't going to work, and I know you two disagree with me. So we'll start with you, Weech. Well, if he had knocked him down, and that is a big if, the the part of the strategy that I, I call brilliant is just the idea of slowing the pace to let other guys catch up. And I think we were all too dumb, and I mean all meaning the entire world slash industry, 
Everyone knew the stat that Dungy never, ever, ever finishes worse than fourth. He literally had not finished worse than fourth in three years. Right. So chances are, oh, there's nothing Tomac can do. There's nothing Tomac can do. Then we ran through the list of, you know, KTM slash Husky riders who would probably not pass him, mm-hmm. making it even more impossible. It appeared that there was no way out. Tomac was in a box, and there's nothing you can do to make up nine points on Dungy in one weekend. And damn it all, he figured out a way, which was just, <laughs> I will slow down yeah. enough. Yeah. For five other guys and, to catch us. And all of a sudden, Josh Grant and Chad Reed, who we've made fun of all week for all of a sudden they're going to step up, they actually yeah. did with the slowing of the pace. Yeah, because we, we had to mine the non-KTM right. Husky riders to figure out. And I, I think you could probably play it back from last week. It's Grant. It's Reed. It's Mookie. <laughs> it's Weimer. Well, damn it all, Reed was going to the front, and, and so was Grant. Well, he was going somewhere. I don't know if he was going to Dungey or he was going to the front, but for sure. <laughs> And I thought that was awesome. I'm like, this is a awesome play. Let me bunch these guys up and take my chances. Now, yeah, I'm, I'm not okay. quite as down with the okay. Yeah, uh, I'm, the, I'm the, good. The I'm good. I'm good with the bunching. Yeah. I'm fine with the bunching. Yeah. Bunch, bunch, but bunch, I bunch, give bunch. Him a pass but on the hitting because he did not knock him down. Now you're right. If he ultimately won it, he did he want to him knock down. him down. He wanted to knock him down. Okay, but he did not. No, he did not. He did not. So I'm going to give him a pass on that. But here's the reason that I'm okay with it in general is because I will always be in favor of the dudes trying to do something <laughs> than just saying, ah, there's nothing I can do. Okay. And everybody thought there was nothing he could do. And he came up with a reason or came up with a, with a strategy. And it was a better strategy than just, I'm going to clean him out and break his leg. It wasn't, that was the only other play he had. He came up with a pretty good and not dangerous, you know, he didn't well, run it. You could just take him out and practice if you want. You could do that. He didn't do that. He no. came up with the cleanest yes. possible way to try to make something but happen. Best case, it ain't going to work. The FIM and KTM, then there's going to be problems after the race. What? What, what, would they, what would they have done? If he doesn't knock him down, he keeps the race bunched up, he runs him wide. JT, the whole thing is based on him knocking him down. The whole thing no, is. No, it's not. No, my, my whole thing is based on him knocking him down. KTM complaining and FIM and. Deciding the championship that way, if Ryan Dungey goes down, not the first time because that was a pass for the lead. But the yeah, repeated they were all passes for the lead, the, the repeated attempts to they were let all passes Dun- for the lead, the, the, the let Dungey by, slow down, let Dungey by. You can't, you can't prove that. Okay, all right, cool. Well, <laughs> no, I'm saying so, I, I understand. I know that's what the case was, but you can't prove it. Okay, we also can't prove because there were people yelling at me. Dungey's going to stamp this thing, you know, and and, and they were friends of mine. They're yeah, and I'm like, no, uh, Eli's slowing down. Well, okay. but they didn't see it that way. But if Dungey gets knocked down and loses the title, does everybody just go, "All right, cool, right on, yeah, good job, Eli"? Here's here's your crown. No, you know, for me, if he knocked him down, just like you said, uh, I think it would have been all for naught. So. He was smart enough to know <clears throat> that on that last lap, and, and I don't think Eli could really tell how many guys were back there that he caught up. <laughs> really, when this thing went sideways for the whole plan was when Baggett crashed and when Reed got knocked off the track. Because if you go yeah. into that last lap and there's six of them instead of four, mm-hmm. everything can change. Because when Eli ran Dungey wide and they couldn't jump the double and all that stuff was going crazy, if, if Dungey really has a problem there, he could go to sixth, and everything could come yeah. unraveled. And I don't know how the FIM could do anything about it because it wasn't. No, no. At that point, I'm with you. At that, if that what happens plays out, JT, nothing happens. Eli told me your champion. Yeah. Well, and, and for Eli, he 
trust me, and, and I've argued with other people about this. If Eli wanted to knock him down, he could have knocked him down. Of course. He, he, he was trying to not knock him down. He was just trying to slow him down, um, which, you know, was, you can argue whether that's dirty or not. And, and I would say it's really not because, like I said, if he really wanted to knock him down, he had every opportunity. No, no, no. The passes, the passes were fine. They were super cross aggressive passes. I got no problem with those pass attempts. He could have been dirtier. But so what did you what did you want him to do? If he's trying to win the title and he's just like, I got to find no. a way to make this work. What do you want him to do? You just you, you, you OK, you you Dungey was leading Tomac caught him. You, you make an aggressive pass attempt like he did. OK, and, and actually Dunge kind of stood there for a minute at the top of the berm and could have tipped over. You know what I mean? Because it was so slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make an aggressive pass attempt for the lead. And you win the race. And, and no, I said, I said if you're trying to win the title. I, I didn't say if you're, if you're going to try to pass him and yeah, go yeah, win yeah. the race. I, I, you're, you're not answering what I asked. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I said if, you gotta, if you're trying to win the title and you go into it, I've got to find a way to make this title happen. Not I'm going to go win the race and, well, hopefully something happens to the most consistent rider in history. Well, you, you, you yeah. should have done something in New York about that or whatever. But well, you, the point you're not answering changing. my question, Yes, though. I am. Yes, what I am. I'm saying is I'm when you go into the main event I, and you only have one race left, and you're like, I gotta find a way to make this happen. What the, else do you expect him to do? Because JJ, you're, all you're saying the, is just go win the race. That doesn't. The, that, that's irrelevant for the title. The letting him by and making aggressive passes on him over and over strategy. How many times was he going to do this? Five, six, seven. How many times was he going to try to knock Dungey off his bike before the AMA and the FIM and KTM just go? Oh yeah, okay. At one point, at some point, it becomes predatory, and. You're like, wait a minute. Okay, I got the first one, Eli. I get it. It's for the lead. And maybe I'll give you the second one, Eli. Uh, but, again, he, he did it three times, and he might have done it a fourth. Maybe he did it four. Um, so, I think it was three. Beginning, middle, and end. The bunching is yeah. fine. Great job. It almost friggin' worked. The predatory no, you said that that wasn't the way to go. You said he should have just taken off. No, no, the first no. Time. But look, that's what that's what I think I would have done. You know what I mean? You get the win bonus. You get a ten. Oh, it's win. a great job, but not what you would listen. Have done. Listen, the bunching had a the takeoff and win strategy probably had a three percent chance of working. Zero percent chance. No, no, three percent chance of working. Three percent. Zero. Three, Oh, but Dungey's bike can't break. Dungey can't. He's second place. He's Dungy never gotten worse than second in his life at that again, event. Again, it's not, not going to happen. Dungey's bike he has can't. everybody on okay. his team right. waiting. Yeah. On Nothing him. can happen. Nothing can happen. You're right. Yeah, listen, we've never listen, seen Jason that. Jason Anderson JT. would not pass him in the middle of the race for anything. JT would not. You're not listening to me. The bike could break. I'm listening to you. The you're b- just not making any sense. The bike. The bike breaking. It does not make sense. No. No chance. Zero. Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. All right. Clearly, you're an idiot because bikes break all the time. And yes, do you hear the number I said? I gave it three percent. If you want to go lower, I'll give you that too. Of course, it's lower. Okay, whatever. That's a chance. Bike break. Dunge crash. That's another chance. We saw him. Remember, he killed his battery a few years ago in the nationals. That's a chance. Again, JT. Slow chance. Very, very, very low chance. Okay. The bunching strategy is maybe. 0.5% chance better, okay, than what than what happened, than then taking off and winning. And the repeated knocking, repeated aggressive attempts on Dunge, to me, wouldn't have held up in the court of the FIM AMA. So that's all I'm I saying. I would disagree. I, it was pretty damn close. When you look at the results, if Eli wins the race, which Anderson snuck by there, I mean, Eli came damn close to putting this first yes. and fourth. No, it almost worked. 
It but you're saying worked. it had it zero, like less down. than half a percent it, chance or whatever. Down, and it almost worked. So to me, it's a great plan. I mean, if Reed, <laughs> if Anderson had not been a goalie and stop Reed from getting through, like kick save and a beauty, yeah, if he had not stopped Reed from going through. Grant cased um, the quad, which slowed him up for about two yep. laps toward the end. Oh God! Did he, case, did, like he did he case the quad? Did he ever case the quad? <laughs> oh no, he yeah, he faced it. He, he sorry, faced, he faced it more than anything. Uh, I'm yeah, just saying. Look, I get it. Bunching, fine. No problem. Just but when he, when it almost works when it, when Dungey gets fourth, and I mean no one expected Dungey to get fourth there, especially when he's first and second the whole race. I don't know how you're saying it had no chance of working or was a ter- was not a good plan or any of that. Like I don't I don't get it. I don't follow you there at all. Well, Tomac didn't and he win. Didn't knock him down. Tomac didn't he win. Didn't. So Tomac's plan didn't exactly work out either because he needed the win. So he did. But you going in, like, am I wrong or right? Going in, you're like, no, nah, nothing's going to happen. Nothing, nothing. He's just going to go win. And I'm like, no, I don't see it that way. Like, why would he do oh, that? Yeah. He's basically well, yeah. just conceding the title at yeah, that point. Bunch, you're bunch, basically just like, yeah, yeah, this is over. I'm going to bunch these guys up, and all this is going to happen. And I'm going to pull the title Did I not say that was going to happen? And I'm going to pull I not, the title Did I or did I not say that's what was going to happen? Yeah, but, but what I'm saying, well, regardless of that, JT, that's not the point. The point is, is... Winning the race, getting your 10th win, and hoping beyond hope, 3% chance, or whatever, 2% chance, that shit happens for you to win the title is the way is, is, is also a good strategy because he didn't win the race. Eli did not win the race. He lost those, left those three points on the table. And the, the slightly better maybe is the bunching factor. I think, I think you saying slightly better is so far off base, it's unbelievable. Well, that's, that's my personal opinion. Yeah, okay, because we just see that all the time in all these title races, JT, the bunching technique. I remember 74 when Jimmy Weiner pulled off the bunching technique. I mean, it doesn't. No, but I'm not saying it. it I mean, how many title scenarios have we ever had where it actually was ever this this deal where well, we had he's the, got all his teammates and you're just hoping against we had, hope? We never we had, see that. We you can't t- say all those scenarios we well, remember because going in, we've, we never had this scenario. Nobody did anything in 2010 with – R- uh, RC. I mean, 2010, RB had a broken leg and Dungey had the title wrapped up. So uh, 20, sure 20, 2011, whatever it was, 29, I don't know, 2000, no, not 2008, I don't know. Whenever those guys came into the, t- into the, uh, 06, maybe. They just raced. Look, he didn't knock him down. They he didn't raced. knock him no, down. No, he didn't. He no, managed no. to, he managed to take what you're saying is a three or even less than 3% chance scenario going one way. Yeah, whatever number you want to give it, whatever number. It. Yeah. Okay, yeah. right, but I'm saying he took a very, that would have been the super low percentage way to go for it, just win the race. He got, he got Dungey to finish fourth without knocking him down. Yes, Tomac didn't win the race, but he barely didn't win the race. And if one other dude had been able to get through, like Reed, Dungey might have got fifth. He turned what could have been a 3% chance or less winning. He probably got within okay. 10% of getting I'll, there. I'll he give almost you. did it without knocking Dungey down. Almost, but still didn't. That. That's almost still, the perfect crime. Still he didn't. didn't knock him down, and he almost pulled it off. First of all, what I'm arguing is you're saying a slightly better chance of bunching him. I mean, he, it was pretty damn close. It's not slightly better than two percent or three percent, like you're saying. That's, he yeah, finished, that's a hell he finished, of a lot. He finished more. five points back, yeah. and Dean Wilson was probably thirty seconds behind. In, oh my in God, you're place. brutal with this. I I'm done arguing because if that's your stance, you don't think that there was any chance of this working, or a ba- well, barely course, better, a four percent chance of this working, then I don't I know what to that. tell you. I just said it, it, you it did, almost you said did it was work. Slightly better. Yeah, yeah, slightly better because it didn't no, work. He flipped it. He went from a three percent chance of working to a 
He got it into the 90s. It oh, God. Almost, oh, my God. Got it in the 90s. He lost by five points. He Even if he had won the race, it wasn't going to work. Even if he won he the race, it wasn't going to work. Fifth, and he got him to finish fourth. He needed Dungey to finish fifth, and he got him to finish fourth when Dungey was clearly the second fastest rider. He did not need If Anderson, he, if he Anderson didn't, no. didn't knock Reed off the track, you're Reed for, was going to win that race. You're forgetting, get damn you're forgetting one bit of math, Wygant, is that the fourth place, the fifth place for Dungey is if Tomac won. He didn't win. Yeah. Because he slowed well, down yeah. because he slowed down to continue hitting Dungey. So he gave the win yeah. away. But so, there's only so much. There's only so much you can put in your control. Yes. It was the last lap. Yes. He had to block as much as he could. Slightly okay, so better. He did get past with four corners to go. So he came up four corners short of winning, and Dungey came up one position away from finishing. One fifth. position. That was damn close. And 45 damn seconds. Close to pulling off an almost impossible thing, and he almost. Got it. If he was able to hold Dungey up for one second less and manage to get out ahead of Anderson and Reed was there, it would have worked. That's how close. That's how close he was to pulling off what was virtually impossible, and he didn't knock him down. Okay, listen. But to me, Here. that's a pretty brilliant play. Here, how's, how's this one? He wins the race. Chad does not get plowed by Anderson. Okay, so Chad beats Dungey. Grant beats Dungey. We've already established there's no way in hell Anderson beats Dungey. Okay, we've already said that. Anderson will jump into the stands before he beats Dungey. So give Tomac the win. Give Reed a second. Give Grant an improbable third. Dungey still gets fourth because Anderson doesn't beat him. Do, do you think that Anderson Wait, knew? Just, like, just, hey, we're in the corner. Just, just, just answer what I said. Again, if you no, want. That's what I'm asking you. I, I'm, at, I'm at, trying to answer it, but when Anderson goes and wins the race. Is he 100% positive that it's, the, that it's clinched there? Because yes, it because, looks like... because he had to come up and pass everybody. He knew what was going on. He knew... He knew uh, the, he, I mean, he didn't know Josh Grant. He, Do you think he knew Josh Grant was new to the party? Like, I, I don't he, know that he was 100% sure that we got this thing locked, even if Dungey crashes right here. I think he saw an opportunity, and yes, he waited on Dungey the entire main event. I mean, he, he even said as much after the race. That's privately. what I'm saying. He's not beating Ryan Dungey, no matter what. But he did. But he when, did. He, when he saw when the he, opportunity to win, he went. Because it was you can't argue that it he was didn't a, go. It was a half a lap to go, and everything was on lock. It was what if Dungey crashes there? What if Dungey crashed or stalled his bike? Well, that goes and into Anderson that goes into my theory. Went for it, and that that's the difference. Yep. All right. So again. There's no possible way Dungey wins this with the strategy that almost worked. Because if Tomac wins, <laughs> Anderson's not beating Dungey, and Josh Grant and Chad Reed will be on the podium, but that's not enough points. And, and Tomac's strategy as it was didn't even get him to win the race, which he was he could have won the race very easily. I'm just saying, yeah, like, he, like... He only barely didn't win. Like, he... It was like he tried a full-court shot, and it rimmed out, but almost went... Yes, he didn't win the race. But he damn near did almost win. You know what he else? Damn near did get Dunge okay. to finish this. And you know a whole what? Lot better shot. You know and what by else? Way, Grant and Reed are not beating Dunge unless Tomac was holding Dunge up. They were a mile ahead in the first couple laps of the race. They weren't going to catch him. The only reason Reed and Grant had a shot at beating Dunge was because Tomac was slowing Dunge up the entire way. Dunge was going to finish second. He would have finished second. It's not like Reed and Grant were going that fast. They only got in. They would have never caught those guys. Dunge. Never, 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 no. never, never. They were never. way behind. They had bad starts. Dungey was in the lead. I said. You can't say that. It goes back Ryan to what Reed I said. would have beat Dungey. It goes back to what I said. The stupid bunching strategy is a better chance than the just go balls out and win the race, but it's not much. And if you're counting on Dungey to crash or bike break, 
you're screwed. You're screwed I, anyways. I will, you're screwed I will anyways. Stand by JD. that all day long in any scenario. You're screwed anyways. It didn't work. He got second, and he was five points back. It didn't work. Now you can talk about a half court shot that rimmed in and out. Whatever you want to say, it didn't work. It had no chance of really working. He didn't win the race <laughs> like he was supposed to do. And so either way, he screwed. And to to pass Dungey aggressively and knock him down. You guys are with me on that, right? You think that's going to stand? He didn't knock him down. No, no, no. But if he had, JT, yeah. if that strategy... If he had knocked him down, yeah, he would have got penalized and it wouldn't have mattered. But I think he was smart enough okay. to, to get aggressive that, so but not overly aggressive. That's all I'm saying is I don't mind the bunching. It's slow, low, low chance. So is going out and winning the race. Low, low chance. I didn't like the repeated attempts to aggressively pass Dungeon in the hopes that he goes down. That's well, I don't think it was. I don't think he so much wanted to get a. He had to slow Dungey down. Like he basically had to control Dungey, and that's how else you're going to do it. You know, like, there's only uh, hey. there's only so many tools in your arsenal to hold Dungey back. So when Dungey makes a move there, he's got to get him back right away, and right. also cost cost Dungey time. Because for Eli, it's not like he's like, well, I need to get like three or four or five guys in this thing. He's hoping to get everybody. Like, unfortunately, there wasn't there are not enough guys that are in good enough shape to even at that slow pace, which they were doing like 108 at you know certain points. Those, there wasn't enough guys to even get there. But for Dun, if for Eli, he's hoping to get everybody, Webb and all those guys in the mix, and somebody's going to start taking shots to try to win this thing. I, I understand. What unfortunately, he's he didn't. He couldn't get enough guys up there. I understand what he's hoping to do. And again, I give it a slightly, slightly better chance than just winning That's the race. Ridiculous. Just so, because it didn't yeah. work. To me, the fact that he came so close, so close to it actually worked. He really no, didn't, Reach. We, Reach, he, yes, he, 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 really, he really didn't. If you really think about it, if you really look at the results. My, my, okay? my opinion is that yeah, because even if, out, even if you throw Chad Reed in the mix, because Chad was on fire, he was riding great, even if you throw Chad Reed in the mix, it, it wasn't going to work. My opinion I'm is when this pod comes out in the comments and, tweet, and when Twitter – People are going to tell you that you're very wrong on this, Mathis. I, I, that's how I feel. What am I saying, JT? What do you think I'm wrong only about? Sli- only that it's slightly better. That slightly better chance of Dungey's bike breaking or crashing when he has no pressure and he's not going to take any chances at all. That, that, that to me, is just silly. Oh, he took but, what was virtually an impossible situation and came from that corner before the whoops going slightly differently from actually pulling it off. That's how close it was. It was one corner going slightly differently. Do you know what also would have worked? was slightly closer to Anderson and could have passed him in those last two turns. If one other guy was in there and got around Dungey, he came that close. You know what also would have been? You know what else would have been really close? It was almost done. You know what else would have been really close was Eli winning the race, Chad and Grant riding great, Anderson. In a, in, a, in a mental conflict on what to do with Dunge, because let's say he is riding better than him, and he was riding pretty well. Anderson freaking out about what not to do with Dunge, and then all of a sudden we've got uh, JG and Reed are riding well, and maybe something happens that way. And Eli, you are forgetting most something. importantly, You're leaving a point out. what is the biggest gap in the points? In, when you look at the points, what is the biggest jump in points from the first place to the second place? That's three points. No matter what you do, you're going to get three points there more than anybody else. So winning the race is key. That's three points more than anybody else. Do that, and you, you're guaranteed to make more points than anybody else, and you need points to win this title. He finished five points down. He didn't win the race. So this so-close stuff, 
I don't buy it because yeah. I, I, I feel like I feel like we all work for well, ESPN, and one of the directors said, "Hey, Steve, I need you to take this side on this. Just find a way to defend yeah. it." Well, my yeah. my point, JT, is it, it had a better chance of working. That's remember that. Remember that's the whole point. It had a better chance of working. Oh, slightly, 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 slightly better. Slightly, and it almost hey, worked. It, corner, it did almost hey, work. Tomac gave up three points in that corner. Anderson passed him. He actually cost Dungey four points in that corner. He pushed Dungey from second to fourth. So in that corner, he actually gained a point. So if the idea is maximum points, he actually gained one point with that move. Now, I, it's impossible. They, they, they're not computers. It's the last lap. Whatever the circumstances are, he's got to just try. He can't pull it off perfectly and say, I've got to find a way in this turn to both slow up Dunge but not get past myself. You can't. You couldn't do both. It's just yeah, the way so the what you're saying, had to work. Yeah. But he gave it a shot. Yeah, exactly. He gave it yeah. a shot. Weech. A slim, slim, slim chance. He can't let. He's got to win the race. He can't let Dungey by. He's got to like, like what you're saying, Weech. And again, it's the gap was five points, man. All this stuff you guys are talking about how it almost worked. It's five points. So slightly better. Part of the reason it's all it was five points is because he was down nine coming in. And you know what? It down nine coming and, in. And you know what he, it would have been with. Everybody thought he was going to win and Dungeon finished second. He'd make up three. He managed to find a way to make up more than that. Oh, and he, find a way, he found you, a way to make up four. Worth a shot. He found, a whole he, lot better than he, he out the other way. He found and a way to make really up four. Think, and my strategy really would have made up three. Okay. All right. You really think the reason that Grant and Reed were in the mix was because they were just riding great? Like they would have caught Dunge if Tomac took off and Dunge was in second. They would have just. There was a chance they were going to just catch him and beat Dunge straight up. I don't know. They were riding pretty well. Dunge was feeling terrible. Dunge that is was a feeling terrible pressure. take. Oh my your god! Okay, again, terrible. again, he made up three. He made up four points with your strategy. He would have made up three points with my strategy. I said at the very beginning of this conversation that the bunching was slightly better. So it's one point better by what actually happened. No, 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 no. Hold on. It turned out to be one point better, but there was one corner from it flipping in multiple multiple other directions. Like I said. What do you think Tomac was going to happen? At- what do you think was going to happen, Weege? Let's say Tomac, okay, let's say Tomac was able to hold up Dungey for one second less and still managed to maneuver his way back up around Anderson with back-to-back bowl turns in the oh, so multiple you, I'll, I'll let you finish. What I'm saying is he put himself in position to damn near pull it off, whereas taking off with the lead early in the race, there would have been zero, zero, zero chance this was down to the last three or four corners of actually working. It almost worked. Just because it didn't work Weege. doesn't mean that the chances were slim. No, it didn't almost three or four corners from working. Reed was out of it by then. Chad was back in sixth. He had been parked by Anderson. He need, uh, Tomac, if Tomac, like I said, Tomac you're not needed a Reed. He All needed... you can do is what you can do. What is he supposed to do? Look back and be like, well, I can see Dean Wilson is 30 seconds back, and that's fifth. Those would be the points I need. I guess it's just not going to work. You give it a shot. He doesn't know who's where and what's what. He doesn't know who's in yeah. fifth or eighth. No, Weege, yeah. Weege, I get it. I'm agreeing with you. You, you give it a shot. Okay, I yeah. said it's slightly better chances. I get it. Do you say this give whole... it a shot or do you say just take off and hope beyond hope that that's... Dungey's bike break and Grant and Breed put in Miracle Dude, Ride? that's also a Anderson. shot. Literally, we're talking about the difference between, you know, yeah. Three percent and three point five percent of working, and yes, I'll give that's you. That's where we disagree. So that's where oh, we disagree. That's, that's yeah, well, whatever. That's I mean, in yeah. the end, in the end, neither one of us are right on this. None of us on this call are right. Neither strategy worked. Okay, now you can talk about should have and could have. Reed was already punted off the track, so that wasn't going to work. Anderson won the race. Tomac needed to win the race. Baggett fell. Oh, we got, we got like, off the track for like three laps to go. Like. He can't All of control this. everything. Okay, All well, he can do is do what he can do. Yes, and what that is is to win the race. 
I'll tell you this. If I'm going into it and I have to look at what's, what's my best odds, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put all these guys in a big pile with a lap to go, and I'm going to hope yeah. this thing comes out. Or, you know what, nah, I'm just going to go in the race and hope that Dungy's bike breaks or he crashes by himself. Which let's t- Remember who we're talking about here and the bike he's on and the program he's on and I'm not. him never crashing. Do you, do you, do you, think, you, you act like I think winning the race – was the best chance he had, and and all that. But that's JT. what you're saying. You would have done. So you didn't. I, you, you. I'm saying that's what I would have done, and not bothered with trying to knock him down, which wouldn't have worked by the FIM and AMA. All three of us agree with that. Well, unfortunately, and, and this unfortunately bunch of, for you, Eli actually wanted to try to win the title. Oh, okay, all right, cool, right on. Well, it I'm, didn't work. I'm, that's, I don't know how work. else to tell you. He's, like he wanted to try to win the title. Oh, really? I, he was going oh, thanks, to try JT. to devise a way I'm, to do it. I'm not winning the race is basically just conceding th- it. Thank you, JT. I wasn't sure that I wanted to win the title. I really need you to point that out to me. Thank you. Compared to thank what you. you're saying, yes. Well, he, he, he lost by five. To, to, he lost by five. He didn't win the race, and it didn't work. Okay, and winning the race and getting three points that also wouldn't have worked. His chances were so slim going in. That I, that's what I would have done. So whatever, who cares? We can argue. We can argue till the cows come home. And and I get it that you guys are, are disagreeing, but neither strategy worked. And you can You're say have a good you can say, couple oh, days on Twitter here. Oh soon. hey, uh, three or four. La- Chad was gone. Anderson won the race. Like there's multiple things that went wrong with the bunching format. Also, there's some things but that went right. So much quote tweet. There was, was so, so massively closer. Well, you know what? My Weege? quote tweeting is going to hey, be on you know fire. What? We we don't know. Days. We don't know. Weege. So. Whatever you know, I mean you. What do you mean we don't know? How far Tomac got beat by Anderson by how much? Like that was damn close. Yeah. Like otherwise it would have been basically 20, like nineteen minutes worth of there's no chance of this. Listen, happening. it was he great. Might, it was an amazing race. Thing in doubt. It was an amazing um, race. It was, it was great. I, I can't believe it's turned into this. It was an amazing race. And by the way, there's one other factor to think about. Like I said, you can't just look at it didn't work, so it wasn't worth trying. There's other factors. Kudos to Dunge for keeping his cool in this situation. But I'm sure one of the things they consider was, hmm, if I slow him up and the pack starts catching up, what if he goes Savachi on it and just starts getting nervous and just locks up and just starts riding back? There's an op- that's that's something that uh, could certainly okay, happen. Okay, well JT you're just, hit him with the JT but, hit him with the you're counting on one of the greatest riders to lock up and, and feel the pressure when he's got seven titles and eight titles already. That's what you're counting on, Weech? Dude. So well, I, how about how if, many riders? How about if so, we just wait a minute. Riders pass on the last lap? So wait a minute. That theory works for my argument, but all of a sudden, Weege, your theory of Dungey cracking, uh, all of a sudden that's totally fine and that could have happened? Hold on. Hold on. In all these great consistent results that Dungey's had in his life, how many times has he been in that situation where he doesn't know, is this dude going to take me out? Are these guys behind me? What the hell is going on? What are they going to do? This is weird. I've never been in this position before in my entire life where I'm being held up by a guy purposely, but if I pass him, he might take me out. What do I do? I'll, I'll take Tomek said in the press conference. You get guys thinking about things, and if you're, if you're done and you see Grant coming up on you or you see Reed coming up on you, it is entirely possible that those things start to bother you and make you nervous. So, yes, Ryan Dungey is the most consistent rider ever if he's cruising in first or second by himself, which is what would have been happening here. But you just start inviting chaos. You get Dungey down to the last lap with a huge pile of guys, and you know that, mm, man, what if Tomac takes a shot at me now? I'll, I'll, I'll not. What about, what about JG? You don't think JG would have taken a shot? I'll not bank on Dungey getting rattled, being the, you know, the, the great uh, an icon of the sport that he is. Uh, I'll, I'll not put my bets on I'll that. bank on the odds of him getting rattled with that a whole lot more than him just riding alone in second place with Anderson and third behind him, no problem. 
What about JG getting there? What about JG? You don't think JG would have taken every opportunity there? Because I do. Yeah, maybe. Again, that that goes back to the Tomac thing. The FIM and AMA are going to be watching, and who knows how JG. What are they going to do? Well, if JG does a Mookie Stewart on him, that if ain't going to. JG knocks Dungey down on the last lap, what are they going to do about it? <laughs> you think they're just going to be okay with it if it's Mookie Stewart? I move? asked you, what are they going to do? They're going, they're going to give him extra points? Do you think nothing's going to happen? I do, uh, you're, do you, I'm asking you. I'm asking what you. What can they do? What do you think happens? What can they do to change it? What do you think? Dungey crashes on the last so you JG think you think if down. Grant does what he does to Mookie in New York, that nothing happens? I didn't, I didn't say that. I said, what if he knocks him down? I didn't say he hits uh, him the hardest okay. I've hit, seen anybody hit I need all year. To, I need to clarify when you talk about knocking down. I need to see it. Okay, what if he uh, goes in and does what Osborne did to Savachi? Yeah, I don't think you can do anything. Okay, and Great. that wasn't a possibility with JG now. getting third and beating Dungey. I mean, he, he he beat him. Yeah, I again, JT, in my scenario, in my world, what if Grant and, and, and Reed were riding great, and what if Dunge gets locked up, or what if Dunge tips over, loses uh, loses a, a rear tire and slides out? Like, what you're saying, JT, is all speculative, and I get it, and I'm saying the same thing on my end of things. So what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? That's all I'm saying. And so you're throwing it back at me like, what if Grant does it? Like, okay, what if? Yeah, but the speculation is so, a lot. But Grant never gets you're there. Grant would have never gotten there I understand. if you don't bunch him up. JT, I understand. But what if? What if Dungy slides out in Vegas? What if he gets nervous when he's in third? Because Anderson will be like, ah, I can get by him. Like Marvin, I got him. Uh, what if? Yeah, I'll, he's done that quite a bit in Vegas. What? What if JT? What if? Like, like mm-hmm. we what can, if, go, we what can if go what if, if on either he's never side. Done it. JT, we can go what what if on either side. And and it but he's never done that ever. JG, ever. J- never. JG has never been in that situation ever. So we don't know. JT's never been on. JG's never been a teammate going for a championship and 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 on the last lap and an ability like we don't know. So let's just eliminate all those questions on both sides about what if, what if, what if, and just go with what. But if you're Tomac, you have to make a choice. You have to pick. How am I yes. going to play this? Yes, and again, because- going back to the beginning of our conversation, slightly better chance the bunching works. No, I def- so and that, like JT said, that is where we fundamentally okay, disagree. Okay, great, I no problem. If you're Tomac, you're like this is a zero percent chance of working. And I, this? I I give it you maybe I, could I give you more than zero because we see it all the friggin' time. Bikes okay. break, One riders crash. Three percent, three percent. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Look, the, we just saw, we just saw Savachi. We just saw Savachi show what can happen when things start getting crazy in the last race. Oh, uh, so you're comparing Dungey and Savachi now? I feel that Dungey was in a very tough situation. Saying, I don't know what Tomac is doing. I think if I pass him, he might try to take me out. Oh, shit. I've got to get top four. And now there's six dudes behind me, but I can't pass him. And, oh, one of them is Reed. And, oh, God, one of them is his teammate who definitely knows how to hit people. Now, that's not a guarantee they're going to do it, but it's something for Dungy to think about. So if you're making the decision before the race, if you're Tomac, you're like, hmm, all these things – Sounds like a whole lot better odds working out than the just take off and win. Not slightly better. Well, a whole lot better. It's slightly better, but I'm, I'm, but I'm glad you did it. For being cool. Well, yeah. okay, so let, let's get off this, okay? Because we're not going to agree. All right. I, I, but the, fundamentally, yeah. I'm saying it's the bunching is a better odds, but not much. So that's the bottom. That's much the bottom line. Much better odds. Um, yeah. So Dunge points to Tomac after the finish. I don't know what he was saying, but he was pointing to Tomac. 
And then on the floor, Dunge says that it was cheap shots by Eli. Cheap shots. And the crowd boos him from what I understand. I didn't hear the booing, but I, multiple people told me the crowd was booing him when he was saying cheap shots. Dunge really walked that back in the post-race. Yeah. I, yeah. Take, dude, you can't take a guy who's been in that. I, although I know he's the great Ryan Dungeon, and there's no chance of being rattled or cracking in the moment whatsoever. It's not even possible when you see Josh Grant in your rearview mirror and the guy in front of you is holding you up. I know that there's zero chance that he would get arm pumped from that. Zero. It's great Ryan Dungeon. It can never happen. But when you come off the track after being in that situation and you get interviewed and you got the emotions of the title and all these things that went down, yeah, you tend to say things that maybe a few seconds later when you cool off, you say, wait, I'm sorry. I didn't really mean that. I was just pissed for a minute. But I think I think Dunge had a right to be. It goes back to... No, 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 he did. Yeah. No, he had a right to be. But yeah. what I'm mad is people saying he heard the boos and that made him decide to walk it back. Mm-hmm. No, he's just hot. No, yeah, it's just immediate post-race reaction. You stick a mic yeah, in somebody's that's all. face. He didn't walk it back because he got booed. He walked it back because, yeah, it was just immediate post-race emotion. Right. Yeah. I, I, and I, I think... I get, I get him being mad. I really do. I get, I get yeah. Dunge being like, hey, what the heck, you know? Um, totally. But again, totally. again, what Tomac did, his pass attempts, they weren't dirty. He could have knocked them down and just, just yeah. pull, pulled a JG on Mookie. Move. Yeah. Or whatever. Or Cat on, on Raper. Although I don't like the chance. I want to throw one other thing in here. I'm not sure. We'll never know for sure. Some Cali guys, th- their reaction to what happened last week with Marvin is all over the map. So I don't. N- no one person speaks for the entire unit. But I would not be surprised if Tomac wasn't a little more willing to take this strategy, which is a little more underhanded, there's no doubt. I mean, the fairest way is to just race it out. But fairest isn't necessarily the best way to win a title. I have to wonder if they're like, you know what? We were pissed about the way they went about it, so now we feel a little less guilt about going at it. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Now we're going to try our way of cheating a little bit, but, if they're going to try their way of cheating a little bit. But are we going to get into another big brawl on here about what Marvin did and how, like, I felt that Kawasaki and Tomac's reaction were a little much for what Marv did. This is motorsports racing. They would have done the same thing. Yeah, they. I, it's all good. Osborne... Marvin, Tomac, so, it's racing, it's your life, you're trying to friggin' win. Try. So how do, you know, so how does two wrongs make a right, in a sense? If you're Kawasaki, you're like, oh, well, we can do this because, you know, Marv did it. And I'm just like, eh. I even, yeah. had, I even had somebody, you know, who wears a green shirt say, we would have done the same thing that Marv did. Well, that's what I'm saying. Their opinions are all over the map. I definitely heard people who thought it was horrible and people who said, well, that's just the way it goes. So, right, it's. No one person speaks to them, but it has to have been a factor in their mind of, if we have any guilt about this bunch-up idea, trying to get JG in the mix and somebody else, ah, I don't have any guilt anymore because I feel that they already wronged us. Man, if guys. he knocks Dungy down and Dungy loses, do we ever have a shit show on our hands? Like, Yeah. It would be a problem because someone would just threaten to pull out of the series. That would, somebody would... <laughs> Whoever loses in that. Oh, for sure, right? If they if they say, Tomac, you win the title on points, we are overturning this, we are handing the number one plate to Dungy because of uh-huh. uh, team tactics or rough riding. The, what is the first move Cowie makes? I don't know. All I know is that... We, would, we wouldn't know who won for months. I, right? would be, in court, it would, be a, it would be a complete disaster. Can you imagine yeah. dealing with... The, the first move yeah. Cowie, any team's going to make is, we will not race your races anymore. That's the best leverage they've got. So that's what you – no one's going to say, all right, cool, we'll hand it back over. 
They're going to use. Not to mention their their title sponsor is the series title sponsor. Holy yeah. smokes, that would yeah. just be amazing. You know, that's why it's I, not, when when Tomac was when Tomac yeah. was doing it repeatedly, I'm like, oh no, oh no. If he knocks him down, and even doesn't even need to be dirty, just if he knocks him down, what yeah. is going to happen? So. Oh yeah, uh, Red Bull team monster team, it would be a disaster. Um, Dungey didn't commit after the race to what he's what he's doing next year. He kind of. He said he would know by Vegas, and then he kind of didn't really tell us, but I still think he's out. I don't know. Anything you guys hear differently? No, I, I no, don't think I, he's going to wait for the right time. Do it right, the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do love how uh, this happened with Chad also. I mean, I'm literally getting texts and tweets and everything within minutes of the race. Like, yeah. well, it's been a good career for Dunge. Oh, it's been a good career for Chad. Hanging up the boots. Is this guy hanging up the boots? And I'm like, they said nothing, and we're just, let's just pour, put dirt on the put dirt on the casket well chad's chad's instagram was a bit vague so i get people saying that chad posted a photo yeah, of his you know book. chad did that on purpose you know, you know chad yeah chad is. And, and i saw yeah. chad after the race and i'm like are you retiring and his wife ellie's like huh and chad's like well i don't have a deal and i'm like okay but you're not retiring so just let's yeah let's he had for people that don't know he had the that's all folks butt patch with a check mark which right. i'm sure was really because it was the last race of the year for him right but i'm him putting it on Instagram, he knows the reaction he's going to get. He uh, he wrote well though. But I enjoy people saying, "Sinara, you guys have had it. either one. I've had many. Hey, it's a great career. Way to go out on top for Dungeon." I'm like, but he didn't. He, yeah. We're just making his decision for him. Uh, he didn't say it. Marv crashed out. Um, yeah. Bummer for him. Uh, Those whoops had his number all day and night. I saw him go through them a few times. JT blitzing, and he looked all right. I saw him jump through them a few times, but. Uh, Man, they weren't even that yeah, long. Just to, I mean, he hit him. you got to figure he hit him probably 100 times you know, mm-hmm. throughout the day and night. But, yeah. man, I, just watching him consistently, he was so much slower than the guys around him, and they big, ended up biting him. He crashed pretty hard. Big, put him out of the, big out of the dilemma in between the practices. Apparently, the ropes were going to get mowed down or shortened or rolled to make it easier because KTM was complaining, apparently. Yep. I don't know if that ever actually crazy. happened, though, did it? Like No, it, they didn't touch him. Right. Um, the interesting thing, I think, going into – Next year, assuming Dungey retires, which in my opinion, that's what I think happens. Um, so KTM's number one, you have to assume, will be Marvin, correct? Are we, do we feel safe in assuming that, that Marvin will be their well, guy? Um, Who else is available that could to be a title contender? Can they move, Baggett, up? Can they move Baggett up? <clears throat> no, I don't believe so. Okay, because Baggett, I feel, is close to Marv. And maybe with another really? year, could step up, you know? Well, I'm just saying, as of right now, yeah. we, you know, we, everybody's going to try to improve. But as of right now, going in, KTM has to feel Marv's their best shot if Dungey's not there. That's just my opinion, I guess. I man, the, the no, I agree. Are still... you look at the market. They can't get yeah. Rossin. They can't get Tomac. Dungey's retiring. Who else do you consider elite? Yeah, that's it. So Stu, right. Stu, Stu, what? Huh? Stu. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see Barsha ending number. up there. You know, Barsha's Barsha's kind of saying he'll ride there for little, little or no money. Um, so I, I could see him going there, but I, I don't see him being a title contender. That, that could change. All of this is speculative. Right. Right. But going in, Marv, I think, will be their number one gun. And I just, man, his whoops are such a liability. Not every race. He's great at some of them. But a race like Vegas, I mean, he was nowhere near the front. Not in practice, not in qualifying, not, you know. It, it was a problem all weekend. That's going to be something they've got to sort out if they want to continue, you know, battling for a title here. 
Because if you look at him, he was nowhere close as far as the points go when it really came down to it. So it, it was just an interesting afterthought going into, you know, 18 prep. He's really got to take a step up there if he wants to be Eli in a, in a championship. Don't you feel like, and I don't know what it is, JT, but I feel like Red Bull KTM, if Dunge retires, they got to have a rabbit up their sleeve, right? Is it, but what is it? I'm something. with you, but what I is it? I don't there? know, but maybe something we're missing, we're not thinking about. Um, I thought about it. I, I really, I racked my brain. I looked at the list. I looked at who's hurt, who's moving up, who's available. I mean, even if they go down and like just offered one of the good, you know, Justin Hill, none of those guys can beat Tomac. Yeah, probably not. You no, know, I don't see any. I don't see it. Who's there? Who's out there? You know, Chad. Chad doesn't have a deal. I don't. I haven't seen anything that could tell me he could beat Tomac for a championship right now. No, no. Uh, just Stu. Just Stu. What's it going to take? What's it going to take to beat Eli Tomac? Just do. <laughs> um, hey, before we wrap this up, um, can we talk about the TV I'll, coverage? Yeah, we need to talk about that because we're apparently <laughs> arguing something that didn't even happen. Oh, can we boy. talk about that? We spent I haven't seen it. Arguing something I haven't seen it, but happen. I want it, it. I'm going to go off of your guys's take I as far as what I didn't see, and then I'm going to. I'm going to. I got half. Mind. I got halfway through it, and then I don't know. A dog needed dinner or something, but yeah. I heard it as it was happening because I was right. had the headset on during the race, and then I did watch it back last night. So this, but what is this bunching technique you speak of, Steve? <laughs> well, it's Eli Tomac taking the lead, uh, going very fast, taking the lead, and then uh, slowing the pace down to let the riders catch up. I, I don't know. If you watch the TV show, it was never identified as such. It was Dungey is going for it. He wants to show why he's champion. He's fired up, and Tomac is making mistakes. And then later on, uh, Dungey was hitting his marks, riding well like he did in San Diego at Roxon, just stalking Tomac. And then even beyond that, it was, you would have never thought Dungey could finish out of the top four here, but the competition tonight, look at how close these guys are. So, yes, uh, Dungey had his marks. Dungey wanted to show uh, that he's a true champion. Let me ask and you this, Weech. Let me the ask competition you. just stepped up to an <laughs> astounding level in Reed and Grant and uh, all those guys. Let me ask you this, Weech, because you're the TV guy here. Not only that, you were in the TV booth. Is there well, any way... I the press box by myself. Okay, yeah, but, but yeah. Is there any way the director, the producer, Feld Motorsports, or Monster, no. or anybody no. said, no. hey, guys, we need to sell this as an incredible race and not look like... No. Okay. So, I, I, want to destroy, I want to destroy any hint of that, and I've got two ways to prove it. A, nobody saw this coming, so there wasn't a meeting before the race. There wasn't a meeting before the race saying everyone just thought, well, what are they going to do? I mean, Bungie's just going to finish in the top four and it's over. There was no way anyone was having a meeting saying, but what if Tomac, maybe someone said, what if Tomac takes him out? But I can't imagine anyone was how do we discuss the bunching technique in case it happens? Okay, because, because it doesn't ever get used. Because so there wasn't a pre-race meeting. I'm trying to give them an and out. During the race. I'm, I'm trying to give them an out. <laughs> yes, and during the race, I can tell you, I literally heard everything. I heard all the communication. No one, it doesn't work the way people think, where it's like someone from Feld in Tampa in the headquarters is watching on TV. and Stro- like, Stroking a white cat. <laughs> stroking a white cat saying, yes, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> Give the Emic, Emic, do not say this. And and so those are my two points where I know that didn't happen. But I'll give you a third. If you are failed and you're trying to build up this crazy dramatic finale, why would you not want that? Because okay, so 
us all knowing that this was happening made the race that much more exciting and compelling because you had this, what the hell is going on? What is Tomac going to do? Is he going to hit him again? What if these guys get all those things that made it that much more exciting to watch? Why would you want to remove them from the broadcast and pretend they are not happening? Okay, so JT, so there's no guy with a white cat telling them what to say, stroking, stroking a white cat from Tampa. <laughs> How do these guys miss it? They have 800 titles and race wins between them, and there's Ralph. I, I don't know. There had to be, there had to just be a, a thought that we're just, we're not, we're going to, if, if the fans can't figure this out for themselves, we're not going to spoil it. We're going to try to keep it in the spirit of racing. I, I don't know what else to point to because it was so incredibly obvious especially for those guys with that much experience and, you know, knowledge of racing, there is, there is no plausible reason. It's, I, I don't know what to tell you. It's inexcusable, really, for me. It's my is, opinion is, is, to give the fans the real insight of what's going on. It's inexcusable. It's, it's almost like a fireable offense if you don't know what's it, going it's on. It's unbelievable. If you don't know that Tomac is slowing down, you watch his corners, you watch his exit speed out of corners, you watch him cruise around the berms. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, there are lap times to show it, too. There was one point where he did 108, and everyone else on the top 10 did 106. Suddenly. Yeah. It, I just, mean. The, the evidence was just so if, if you're listening to this, If you're listening to this and you're a Supercross fan, which you are because you're pretty gnarly if you're going to download a podcast about the sport and everything else, you should be disgusted that that's what was put out then because – I don't understand it. I don't get it. Yeah, because it's inarguable that it happened, because Tomek even said it. Yes. He, totally, he didn't even deny it. Like, in the press conference, he's like, yeah, no, of course, what yeah. I did. It was yeah. my only chance. Yeah. So we know for a fact that happened. Let's get that out of the way. So at this point, you're actually not reporting on things that happened. You know, that's like if you're, the, if you're broadcasting a game and the defense screws up and you don't catch that that's what happened, that's you not really pointing out the things that you're supposed to be pointing out. It, it truly did happen. He truly did use the bunching technique. We are no one on earth, including Eli Tomac, is saying that that might not have been what happened. Uh, it I, happened. I don't. I don't know how you missed that. I really don't. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm speechless. These are the, these are experts in the booth. These are title winners, race winners, and nobody nobody <laughs> caught on. Ralph. I mean, there's no way nobody? to legitimize it. It's just not. There isn't, there is, right? There isn't, right? It's not possible. There's, there's no way to, like, help them out a little bit, is there? No. In that scenario. Is, there, is there a lifeline we could throw these three guys? Is there... Unless they, like I said, the only way is if someone kind of told them, like, hey, if th- this thing goes sideways, which we just saying they didn't. Yeah, we just already said they didn't. That's the only way. It's like, hey, well, let's just keep it, you know, straightforward here. You're right, JT. The only, we're just grasping. We're all just grasping to try to find any reason. Now, I don't believe that that was – I know they did not, were not told that specifically during the race. And I don't believe, like I said in a meeting beforehand, that they could specify if Tomac does this because I don't think many people saw it coming. But I suppose maybe there was a chance a month ago where they're like, hey, man, these guys are tied. If anything seems not on the up and up, but, just don't go there. But, I can't imagine anyone specifically knew what if Tomac bunches everyone up tonight. Don't say that. But, but, but maybe there was a general take the high road. Yeah, but Weege, you you want to make a TV show exciting, 
and exactly. thrilling and thrilling. So you why wouldn't would never, you why wouldn't you break this down right. and say this is what Eli needs to happen here right. and he needs yes. these guys to catch up yes. and I mean right. you not share that what 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 TV uh, drama right there? It's so compelling. Why would you not break yes. that down? I mean, I had to. My wife hates the races. She does not care. But I showed her those two names because that was such exciting television to have this. What is Tomac going to do? What is he going to do? What's next? What's, is he going to try to hit him again? Is he going to hit him harder? Like, that's what made it exciting. That's what was, that's why the building was going nuts. I mean, the atmosphere in right. that press box and in that stadium was like nothing we've ever seen on a TV show or a race probably ever. I don't think we've ever had. Have we ever had back-to-back made events look quite like that? Do you, uh, think, do you think anybody... Right. To rob the fans of that intrigue is, is uh, a travesty. <laughs> well, why, I, I just don't get it. It's a I don't travesty. Get it. Like, to, it's a you should tra- it is. You should have a diagram. A scenario that you, you should have every year. You got it. You should have you someone breaking the points down, saying if he gets here, and showing guys from the back coming up. Like here comes Josh Grant, the teammate, to you know basically back him up. And what is he? You know what wrench is he going to throw into this thing? You have all of these storylines and things that are, you know, they're happening during this that you can be adding to the mix. I mean, it was just they basically had a a slow-pitch softball just hucked across the plate for one of those announcers to knock out of the park with such a rich story and so much there when there's so many races that are so boring and the guy's just out front and they're, you know, just rambling on about nothing because there's nothing to talk about. This was this was an announcer's dream. You know, this you can't draw it up to have more action than that. I mean, if you're a listener... Promoter's dream. Promoter's dream. TV network's dream. This is yep. when we go to the Anaheim One press conference every year. This is the way you dream it will turn out, and it basically never does. And you finally got it. Now they did say they did say how will Grant react? He is Tomac's teammate. They did talk about points, but if you leave the bunching technique out, it removes to me what eighty percent of the drama because all of these things were only in play because of Tomac using the bunching technique. We didn't have a name for it now. We now have a name. I mean, we're. Any listener of this pod knows that I, and you guys too a little bit, but mostly me, I mean, we've hammered these guys before. Like, you know, there's things that they miss, there's things they don't say. This is, this was unbelievable. I, I just, yeah, just I mean, it's just, you know, it's like Troy Aikman or, or whoever just missing this ginormous play in, on, in a Super Bowl and just being like, you know, yeah. Or what? Just not even noticing it. Not even noticing a fumble or something. You know, I don't know. That's, that's what I mean. Like, not the defender fell down, and that's why the guy was open. And you don't say, "Oh, the heartbreak." This guy, like, it's just so obvious. You have to say it. I don't. How, how do you? How do you start saying this is why he's a champion? This is why Dungey's a champion. This is why he's doing it. Like, that's actually the exact opposite of what's happening out there. I don't know. Yeah, Dungey's, and and it's, it makes it intriguing because. Like I said, kudos to Dunge for keeping his head on straight and keeping his cool through all of this drama that was being forced upon him and sell that, too. Like, what a great job Dungey's doing not locking up with all this crap going down. Well, but just everybody who's listening that. to this, just you probably all agree with us that you saw that also. I would think if you're listening to this, you know what you saw. And you're just like, huh? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. It's... it's and part of the reason this, this uh, bunchy technique thing, which we've now named, doesn't happen, there's hardly any examples of it ever happening, you have to be in a very unique position where you're Tomac and you are so much faster 
Because normally you can't let the dude buy like he did because then there's a chance Dungy just runs away. But luckily, Tomac knew, even if he passes me, just give me one corner and I'll be right back on him. And I'll he, was basically him a, he was basically a cat with like a mouse. It's like a, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. fatally injured. Right. Lift yeah. your paw up, let him run, and bounce back on him. Yeah. Yeah. So most of the time, even if the points are close, okay, yeah, so 2011, you know, Reed and, and uh, Dungy still had a mathematical shot at it with RV. But they can't just keep letting RV pass them because there's a chance they just won't see him again. He might just pull away. So it takes a very unique set of skills for Tomac to be like, I'm so much faster, I can keep letting you by, and I'll still pass you over and over and over, uh, which I don't think you're going to get that weirdo circumstance. Does anything – do you think that any of those guys in TV are – do they get spoken to? Do they get – anything happen? Does, it, does anybody go, hey, guys, like, is there any sort of prog- – any sort of – sort of progression of that kind of stuff? Well, we can't answer it because we don't know if if they were told to do it that way. And, and, and again, the only reason I'm saying I don't think so, no, I don't but think as JT so says, we can't find any other reason why it would have been done that way. No, no. It's a terrific TV if you, if you, if you sell it out. I, I don't understand how Ricky Carp Like, if you're Emig and Shaheen, you're supposed to look at the monitor, and it is true that you see a whole lot less. You know, you can look out in the whole stadium and see those other guys closing. It's more obvious, but eventually, when you got five guys up with like eight minutes to go in the same corner, we haven't had a battle like that, like ever. Yeah, but when they're not, on, they're they're in the they're in the broadcast booth. They can see the whole track. Yeah, but they're always told, "Don't do that. Call the screen." Um, so I'm, I'm, dude. Again, I'm stretching. I'm trying to give them any rope I can give them. They just couldn't get. They just never glanced up. Maybe. But even eventually, they all got close on camera. I, I don't understand. It, it just yeah. I, even look, if they just show you show me Eli on a TV guys. screen, just comparatively, I mean, like, yeah, he's not he, he's not charging. Like I can see it. I can see his body language. I can see. I've watched him yeah. too much to not know. Mm-hmm. I agree. You can see yeah. you can see his rear wheel isn't driving. It's <laughs> but he it was his whole body language. He, it, I mean, he was a different person. And then he would go back into attack mode for a quarter of a lap, and then he'd check up again. You know, it was. I don't know, man. I, I to me, there's no way to comp- possibly explain it other than it was on purpose. I don't know how else <laughs> yeah. you could possibly do it. Like I don't get it. I, there's no right. other way. Uh, it's it's just another it's another perplexing race call. You know that we group text each other or we've talked about on the show or whatever. But we're like, what is going on? How is the sport being served here in the booth, helping out people? And yeah. You know, it's just another they, another. It's a massive one. It's a massive blunder, though. A, a huge yes, blunder. They're they're given the circumstance. Supercross is great, and we love it. Motocross is great, and we love it. But we know the sport has some weaknesses. Most importantly, a lot of times the racing's boring, and the championships are not exciting. So when you finally get one to exploit, and you can't guarantee this is coming around again. This could be five years before we get it close again. You've got to swing for the fences when that big softball comes across the plate, like JT saying, not to destroy this you have to hit this so hard because you might you might need the equity of this exciting race to last you for five years it kind of sucks because i I really i like ralph and jeff i really do as people i really like them they're nice people they're good dudes yeah i have no issue i i know that obviously my situation here is very tenuous because it would appear that i just want to pick on them but i'm the same dude i'll i'd hang out with those guys any day and i have it's not personal no i don't care who it is no i don't care 
you could pick any one of 30 play-by-play guys or any one of 30 ex-pros. If they did that, I'd say, come on, man. Right, right. All right. Well, let's, this thing's gone long, long enough. But the TV broadcast uh, not picking that up might be the most amazing thing of Vegas. And, we're just, and we, just wow. covered, we just covered everything. And, wow. And them not knowing what was going on, I, I, unbelievable. So. I do just want to talk about Anderson celebrating the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, he fist pumps going across the line with lighting the candles and everything, which is just hilarious. I mean, you, when you watch it back and see him go across the finish and celebrate like it's a regular win. Yeah, I did it. I beat these guys. <laughs> and as you said, Matt, this, in the press conference, you're like, the podium for Grant, the, the win for Anderson is kind of eh. Like, good on them. They're going to get paid. They're yeah, they're gonna, yeah. I just open the record book. but I mean, we won't, we won't see that, you know, five years from now. When you're looking up stats or something on the Racer X vault, you'll see that and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, cool." But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Anderson's other win with with um, with Dunge getting penalized or whatever. You know, um, he wrote great though. Chad, hey, listen, if Chad doesn't get, if Chad doesn't get punted off, Chad might have won that main event. He was riding that well, and he had passed he Anderson. Yeah, so um, yeah, he was, he was, and and Tomac would have been in a weird situation there. You know, he's trying to go slow. Um, well, and, and but, Chad, I, I spoke with him uh, after the race for a long time at uh, when we're, everybody was kind of out, you know, celebrating the end of the season. And he said the hardest part of all of it was trying to get through the traffic because he said Blake and Anderson were checking up so bad, waiting on Dunge, who was also waiting on Eli, that he didn't know what to do because they were, you know, checking up in the turns they would not jump sections that they would normally jump they were they were slowing up before the whoops uh kind of all over the place and he's like man it really took me out of my game because i was scared i was going to jump on somebody or run into the back of them because they were slowing down so much so it really changed the whole strategy it's like i didn't really know what to do or where to pass because i had no idea where they were going to go if they were going to go fast or slow or jump rhythms it it was kind of dangerous yeah huh so the great chad reed he thought that was weird and didn't exactly know what to do. But Dungey in second with everything on the line in those same circumstances, no chance that he was going to get nervous. None. Rock solid. Just saying, bro. Three points, biggest gap you can make. You want to make up points? Three points. Right there. There's three. And throw your chips in the air, and, and wherever they fall, they may fall. And maybe Chad Reed gets second because he rides great. And maybe Josh Gunn gets third. And then I don't know – I don't know what else could have happened because Baggett, Anderson, Millsaps, Wilson, they're all on the same brand as Ryan Dungey. And they, I guess they would have just stopped. Hey, and that's something we can talk about too uh, before we wrap this up. Like Dungey's best move might have been to literally grab the brakes and not pass Eli. And they would have, <laughs> and Eli would have grabbed the brakes, right? And they would have been sitting in the middle of the track. <laughs> <laughs> because Dunge could just go right behind Eli and right. whatever that is, yep. whether it's eighth and ninth and first and second, whatever it is. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a good strategy. And, if and, Eli stops, I'll just stop. Yep, I'm just going to ride behind you, and we're going to go. So, imagine Eli rolling and Dunge rolling the rhythms. It would be like it would be like oh. that race where they inverted the heat race for the main event. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rodale Cup. Yeah, Rodale Cup. Yeah, right. yeah. So that might have been you know, you know somebody could have told Dunge that beforehand, like, hey, Ryan, listen. I don't. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to go on. But if Eli looks like he's going to let you by, and he, he and Dungey said in the press conference, I took the bait. Uh, you know, one time. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he could have. Hey, just, and what if Dungey had fallen on the last lap there when Tomac got into him again? If he had fallen, and Dean Wilson, essentially, and now Tomac, as you reminded us, uh, Steve did not go on to win the race. But anyway, 
let's Dean Wilson was in the fifth place spot. That was the money spot. Dungia did not finish fifth. If you're Wilson, you probably don't even realize what who's a, who's going who's winning at that point. If you know you're in fifth and you're about to pass Dungey and put him into fifth, and Dungey's laying on the ground, what do you do? I think you grab your brakes and then Chad goes by both of you. Chad would not only I mean, go yeah. by both of you. Chad will run over Dunge if it you know yeah, he it, like it didn't yeah, matter like right like, like there's okay. no there's you know and somebody actually had a good point later that night a few beers in. What if Chad was the teammate and you needed him to check up and you needed Chad to do all that kind of stuff? Like, how does yeah, that go? No. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, Chad, we kind of need you to, like, just ride around a little bit, you know, make sure you don't pass Coop, just whatever happens. Oh, boy. So. I, I think if he were in a battle uh, amongst the top five, I'm sure he would think they were smart and cool and they, they outfoxed the other team and he'd do it. But what Marvin did, giving up a win, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, true. All right, uh, that's enough. Lost, what a race. Good God, what a race. Uh, honestly, yeah. that 250 okay. main event might be the best race I've ever seen. And I know it's a little recency bias here, but seriously, that might be the best race I've ever seen. You guys agree? I just want to take these last couple weeks, put them on loop, and, and then show anyone who is uh, – new to the sport and just claim that happens all the time oh yeah last to first and then uh teammates moving over for each other and then 10 guys being all bunched up uh, with four minutes to go this is super cross baby this is it put your money down sponsor this what do you think this Jay- super cross what do you think 17 Jay- weeks best race you've ever seen uh, i would say yes and i would also say the best as we tweeted earlier the best three race stretch maybe in history that we've ever seen yeah yeah it could be could be um all right, everybody, flyracing.com. Please check them out. Uh, this has been the Racer X podcast. Subscribe to Racer X. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, thanks, boys. And uh, we'll talk soon. I'm going to continue to argue with you on a, on a group text as soon as we hang up. All right? <laughs> All right, see you. And wait. See you. And wait. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosile Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw.
it got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 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 hey,